You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi, you're joining me for episode 157 of the Blended Family Podcast. I'm doing well. Sean and I just both celebrated our birthdays. And we decided to take a short overnight trip to St. Augustine, which is the oldest city in the U.S., and it's less than two hours away from me. I don't know why we've never gone. And it was a really nice trip for the both of us because we haven't done anything like that in a while. And I cannot stress enough to you listening how important it is to take time for yourselves as a couple. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. You can find things to do in your own area, therefore you don't have to worry about airfare or extended hotel stays, even just for a night. Of course, it's nice to take a week-long vacation, but that's not in my budget or schedule anytime soon. So we take off sometimes just for a day or overnight, and it makes a huge difference in our relationship. So when you can, get away from the house and the kids back to where it's just the two of you. And then you come to realize how strong your relationship is, because when couples are surrounded by children and stressful situations, it's easy to get frustrated and irritated with one another. And then you think there's something missing in your relationship, but really the only thing you might be missing is time alone together. I loved this post that we got in the Facebook group this last week from uh, one of my listeners, also named Melissa, and she said, I'm amazed at how quickly my significant other and my relationship has turned around from distance, negativity, and near breakup to our original fun and happy relationship with the addition of couples time. Two times every other week, I drive 30 minutes to a seating area inside a grocery store near his work. We play cards and we don't talk anything related to parenting or his daughter. So there's a lot of silence since we live together and parenting is so much of what we do every day. We're back to laughing, teasing, and stay connected during the day. We're doing it twice on the weeks he's gone for 16 hours a day with work and his daughter time. It's keeping our relationship happy, plus I'm not going seven full days without seeing him. Melissa then went on to say that this couple's time hasn't healed what's going on with the family, but they have learned to separate one from the other. And by doing that, they were able to turn a relationship that was on the verge of a breakup around again. So thank you, Melissa, for posting that. I love hearing about your successes, and I think we all do, really. It helps us all to have hope. For those of you who are new, the Facebook group I'm talking about is our private Facebook group that you can find at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group. It is free to join and a great way to meet other families like yours and find the support and encouragement to help you through the challenges of having a blended family. So anyhow, after Sean and I got back from this amazing little getaway, that very next day we had an issue with every one of the kids. Not one big issue, it was four separate issues, one for each of the kids, nothing serious. But there was just something that needed our attention for each child, and so it went on the whole night that way. And those nights happen, and they aren't pleasant, But we were able to handle it better since we had just recharged over the weekend. And so, again, it doesn't matter whether you can go far away or not. The key is just making sure that 
you find that one-on-one -on -one time where your focus is not on the children. You shouldn't even discuss the kids at all. And that scares some of you maybe. There are some of you who don't know how to do that. You're so used to having every conversation and moment consumed with children that when you're alone, you don't even know what to say. And if you've gotten to that point, then you need some couple time more than you might've thought. So that's my little nudge for you this week. Take time for yourselves. As far as any announcements, I think I'll skip those today because I kind of have a lot to talk about. If you're new, check out the website, which is blendedfamilypodcast.com to find out all that I have to offer as well as all of my links are always in the show notes for you. So let's get into the topic today, standing in your power. I promised to do an episode on this a while back, I think well before the holidays, and I think it's a really important topic. There are many of you, or I should say many of us, because it is myself included, that do not stand in our power. This is similar to the show I did on being authentic, and if you haven't yet heard that, you should go back and listen. It was episode 143, and there we were more speaking about being true to yourself and being honest about who you are. Today is kind of covering how you apply that, really. So first, let me tell you what standing in your power is not. It is not being a controlling person who dictates to others what they should and should not do. It is not being a bully. And it does not give you permission to take other people's power away. I'm saying this because that's kind of what it sounds like when you say, stand in your power. It sounds like a very powerful position to be in. But it's not, and that's not what I'm referring to. So what does it mean to stand in your power? What do I mean? It means that you honor yourself. It means that you know what you want and do not want. You know what you like and do not like. And you stand strong for what you believe in and desire and you don't back down from your beliefs and desires just to please other people. You become the person responsible for your own happiness. Mm -hmm. Now, for those of you who are people pleasers, like me, this becomes very difficult. That's because people pleasers are always willing to put others before themselves. If it means compromising our own wants just to make someone else happy, we will do it. This is not healthy. It is not a noble thing to do. In fact, I've been seeing some of the pitfalls of this in my own life after doing this for so many years. And I'm now making an effort to change, but I'm getting pushback because, well, people aren't used to me standing up for myself or speaking my mind. It is my New Year's resolution to work on this, and I am, but I'm having a hard time with it, but I'm practicing. So anyway, how do you know? How do you know if you are standing in your power or not? Here are some questions for you that I think might help you figure it out. Are you dishonest with those around you to avoid hurting their feelings? Do you pretend not to be upset when someone hurts you? Do you lie about certain things just to fit in or please someone else? Do you have a hard time asking for help? Do you often feel powerless? Do you feel like you have no voice? Do you say yes to things even when you want to say no? Okay, so if you said yes to most of those, then you're definitely not standing in your power. And most likely you're not feeling happy and fulfilled because of it. When we don't speak up for what we want and need, <clears throat> we develop resentment or animosity towards those we're in relationships with. 
we get angry that our power is taken and we aren't getting what we want. But it is our own fault, right? Only we can allow others to take away our power. It's our power, okay? That is a choice that we make. So why do we make it? Well, we all have our reasons. Maybe, or many times I should say, it stems from childhood. Maybe as a child, you were always trying to please your parents because that felt good to you, getting that positive response from them. And so you continued that pattern on in life. Other times it could be that you're insecure or you're afraid to be vulnerable. You don't wanna rock the boat. You don't want others to not like you. You're afraid that you don't deserve what you want, that you're not worthy of it. Most of the time we develop these patterns early on in life, but as we get older, we just continue on that way. And the older we get, the harder it is to change it. As in my case, everyone around me is used to me being a certain way. So any change in my personality now at 41 years old isn't gonna be so accepted. What you might have to deal with is people saying, what's wrong with you? Why are you acting so different? And it is unfair because all you are trying to do is to now speak your mind, to say what you need, which I'm sure you know other people in your life that are already doing that and they make it look easy and everyone's fine with them doing it, so why can't we? Don't allow that pushback from others to push you right back to where you were. You need to speak up. Eventually, people will get used to the new you, and you can even let them know in advance. <clears throat> I had to let Sean know about me, otherwise he would be confused to the sudden shift in the way I was handling things. So I told him, I said, I wanna make some changes for myself, and even though he's not used to it, he's on board, because he knows how often I hold back, and he has seen the difference of what happens when I speak up, as opposed to when I'm silent. And the difference is that after I say what I need to say, I feel better and I can move on through my day with no more issues. When I keep it in, I might feel irritable for the entire day, I might hold a grudge. And after I stay silent about a situation for more time, like a week, then I'll end up having physical symptoms. That silence might cause headaches, depression, or back and neck aches from holding tension. So if you decide to make some changes in your own life, it's most likely going to be in small steps. And I would recommend doing it that way to make it easier, not only for yourself, but for the people around you. Sudden drastic change is difficult to keep up and also difficult to explain to your loved ones. When we wanna make a change in our lives that is going to be long lasting, we wanna do it slowly and purposefully. That is if we want it to stick. Think of losing weight. Those that go on crash diets lose the weight quick, but hardly ever keep it off. As opposed to those who lose the weight slowly over time by learning a new way to do things. It's the same here and with many things we do to change. With baby steps, purpose, lots of patience, and grace for ourselves. So when I say to take baby steps, that means to start standing in your power first where it's easier for you on the small things that aren't as important. Saying what you want for dinner is easier than announcing to the family that you need to go have time for yourself. 
Now, I know that some of you listening might think this is all silly, especially if you're someone who has no trouble speaking up for your needs. But trust me, there are many of you who still can't speak up for something as simple as saying you prefer Mexican instead of Italian for dinner. So today I'm going to share my five steps with you to practice that will help you become a person that can stand in your power much more easily. Okay? Step one, pause. Pause. This means take a moment before you react. Whatever situation you might find yourself in, it's important to pause. Now, some situations might require a pause for only a moment, and other times you might need more time. Don't be afraid to ask for the time you need. Maybe you need five minutes. Maybe you need a day. Maybe you need a week to take you through the five steps. People that have trouble standing in their power usually don't pause. We usually respond with the answer or reaction that we think will either be most pleasing to the other person or the reaction that will end an argument the quickest. Obviously, pausing isn't doing much of the necessary work like the next steps I'm gonna give you, but I placed it here first for a reason, and it's just to remind you to stop before reacting. It's to remind you that it's okay to take the time to figure out what you want or need. Step two, think. Seems pretty obvious, but really most of us do react without really thinking things through. So now's the time where you get to decide what you want. It's the moment where you decide what you want to convey to someone or what you want to do. This does not mean think about what the other person wants you to do or say. That's the problem with those of us who have trouble standing in our power. We think, but our thinking revolves around everyone else. How would they feel if I said this? What would they do if I did that? Okay? So no, this step, this step is for you. I want you to think about your feelings and wants. What do you want? What do you need? What do you have to get off your chest? Never make your decisions based on what you think others want and need. It's okay to consider others' feelings. And so I'm not asking you to be inconsiderate here, but you do have to place your needs first. If not, you'll be no good to anyone else. Step three, feel. Pay attention to how you feel in your body. So what do I mean by this? Well, when you're thinking about what you want and need, or you're thinking about what you're going to say or do, what are the feelings you're experiencing in your body? Pay special attention to the throat, the chest, and the stomach. And this is really important, and many people are so disconnected from their bodies that they aren't even aware that this is a thing. There are some signs that you're thinking a thought that is keeping you from standing in your power. If you feel a tightening in your throat, that might mean that you're holding back from speaking your mind or you're experiencing some anxiety around speaking up. If you're feeling some heaviness in the chest or some pain there, it can mean that you're feeling rejected, let down, or unloved. If you have a bad feeling or pain in your stomach, it may be because you're worried about others' opinions of you or you're having trouble finding your confidence to assert yourself. For everyone, this might be a little different. So you really just need to start paying attention to your emotions and the feelings in your body at those times. That's how you're gonna learn about your body. 
On the other hand, there are feelings that can tell you that you're on the right track. Any positive feelings you have when thinking or making a decision should be paid special attention to. So that would be like a feeling of calm or peace, a feeling of relief, feelings of love, maybe some expanding in your chest area. I think once you really learn to notice the feelings in your body, you can use them to help you understand yourself better. Step four, trust. This goes hand in hand with step three. You need to learn how to trust yourself. When feelings come up in your body, that's how you get that validation that you're moving in the right direction. When you get a negative feeling or a positive one, it's important to learn how to trust your own judgment. Most of us mess up here because we tend to know initially what we need to do or what we need to say, but then we don't trust it. So then we start overthinking it, coming up with our own scenarios. Then we change our mind over and over again and obsess about how many times we changed our mind and then we obsess about every detail. Most likely in the end, you won't go with your gut because you took too long thinking and you changed your mind too many times. So it's important to learn how to trust yourself because really your higher self knows what you need and that's why your body gives you the subtle or not so subtle clues. So pay attention. And step five, act. Speak up. Take action. Do something to honor yourself in the situation that you're in. This is the hardest step for those of us who have trouble standing in our power. Most of us can get right to that last step and then we freeze. The fear of the person's reaction holds us back. If I say this, I might hurt their feelings. If I do this, they won't like it. So we get stuck knowing how we want to react and actually doing it are two different things. I can't teach anyone how to take action. That has to come from within. But I will tell you this, and I'm sorry, guys, my throat is going out on me. Once you do this over and over, it will become easier. Every situation might turn out a little different. Some people are going to love the new you because some people want to know where they stand. They want to know how you truly feel. There will be people who, like I said, are going to push back. Those people might like you to revert back to the way you were so they can manipulate you and mold you the way they want. Others, though, they just might need to get used to this new you, right? Because it's surprising. And you know what? We can't please everyone. We aren't placed here to serve everyone else's needs. At the end of the day, it's you who has to be okay. So don't forget this most important step. Why do all the work and leave out the one thing that will actually make a difference in your relationships? You've got to take action. All right, so those are my five steps for learning how to stand in your power. And once again, they are number one, pause. Number two, think. Number three, feel. Number four, trust. And number five, act. Pause, think, feel, trust, and act. I really want you to practice these steps the next time you feel like you're not honoring yourself or if you're in a new situation and you aren't sure how to react. These steps can be used for other things too, such as with problem solving. And I also think they're easy enough to teach to our children. 
please let me know what you think. I love feedback and I love to know whether you try any of the tools I talk about or how they work for you. Feedback of any kind can be sent to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. What I'd like to say here to wrap up is to have patience with yourself. People like us, and I mean those of us who have a hard time standing in our power, also are the type of people who are hard on ourselves. So I'm asking you to have patience. You aren't going to make huge changes overnight, and you shouldn't try to anyway. You're just trying to gradually shift the way you take care of yourself. Gradually, you're going to learn the importance of your own physical and emotional needs, and you're going to learn how to express them to those around you. The five-step process might seem involved or more time-consuming at first, but when you start applying the steps on a regular basis, I think you'll see that that'll change. You'll begin to run through them much quicker, and then after some time, you might not even notice that you're taking the steps. It'll just come naturally to you, and that is the goal, that you just teach your body and mind what to do for you, and your body will just go on autopilot. The last thing I wanna say is to find support. This can be one person or several, that's up to you, but you're looking for someone to help hold you accountable. Someone who kind of knows this about you and wants to help you become stronger with it. Don't choose someone who you already have trouble standing in your power with because Well, that person won't necessarily help you. They might even hold you back. They probably will hold you back. So choose someone really supportive that wants to see you make these changes in your life. Tell them. Tell them about the changes you want to make. Ask them for help. And then if you need to, you can run something by them, ask their opinion, or get a little pep talk. Most importantly, they can give you that gentle nudge when your fear gets in the way of honoring yourself. So that is what I have for you today on learning how to stand in your power. I hope that you found value in the message. And once again, please let me know if you end up putting any of this to practice. Thank you as always for listening. Have a fantastic week. And I'll be back next week with another show. Hopefully my throat will be feeling better. Bye, everyone. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.